Hey, welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. Hey friends, if you are new here, you might not know that I am a huge nerd when it comes to health, well-being, nutrition, and of course, psychology and self-development. So recently I've been kind of obsessing over dopamine and how it affects us and how we can really utilize this powerful hormone. I've listened to every podcast episode that Huberman has on the topic and really been diving into the matter to explore how it can best be used in marketing. Uh, another really great resource is the book The Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman and Michael Long if you want to check it out for yourself. Um, but yeah, so also if you're not familiar with Andrew Huberman PhD from the Huberman Lab, the podcast, he is a neuroscientist and a professor in the Department of Neurobiology and Courtesy Psychology and Behavioral Science at Stanford School of Medicine. So dopamine, as Huberman explains this, is the molecule of motivation, or as the book I just referred to, they call it the molecule of more. But Huberman also says that dopamine can enhance our depth of focus and lower our threshold for taking action towards specific goals. So simply explained, when our dopamine levels are elevated, we tend to focus our attention on outward goals. For example, things that we want to achieve in our business and uh, feeling motivated to pursue them. And as Dr. Anna Lembicki, and I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, so you have to have me excused, but I try. <laughs> but she's a professor of psychiatry and behavioral science and the chief of addiction medicine dual diagnosis clinic at Stanford. And she explains that dopamine is about the wanting and not about the having. On the other hand, serotonin is associated with feeling well-being and about what we already have. And together with oxytocin and another feel-good hormone that I can't remember at the top of my head, I think it starts with an E. <laughs> Go research for yourself. But those are considered the here and now molecules, as the book that I just referred to explains. And they kind of have, so if you can um, see goals and things that you want to achieve in the future, things that are uh, external to yourself that is dopamine driven, whereas the here and now um, hormones, they are like they show up when you're feeling gratitude, when you're really happy with where you are right now, like really being centered and grounded in the now, that is serotonin, oxytocin and the other hormone, like here and now hormones. Just to separate the two for uh, future, like for understanding what I'm about to say later in this podcast. So dopamine and serotonin, of course, do have other things to do in our bodies and body chemistry as well. But for the sake of utilizing our hormones for our business and marketing, this is where I'll be focusing today. 
So Dr. Huberman goes on to say that it is hard to overstate how much dopamine levels shape our perception of life, our emotions and how capable we perceive ourselves to be. When dopamine levels are low, we feel unmotivated, derive less pleasure from pursuits and feel physically tired. And in coaching, we tend to focus predominantly on how our thoughts shapes our reality, the so-called top down. But as neuroscientists have discovered, there are two more ways in which we experience and shape the world around us. And so I'll explain the three briefly. So the bottom up is biological or psychological determinants of brain health and includes genes, hormones, immune system, nutrition, exercise, and other lifestyle choices. And so it's basically body to head, bottom up. And then we have the outside in, which is social and environmental factors like stress, life events, education, current circumstances, and family background, to name a few. So those are like external to us and they're kind of affecting us like outside in. And then the top down that I mentioned that we predominantly focus on in coaching, which are thoughts, emotions, mindset, and belief systems. So basically how our head affects our whole body and body like biochemistry. And if you're curious about this, Dr. Sarah McKay is amazing. She talks about this. She is a neuroscientist and I copied in a model from her website explaining this. So you can go onto my show notes and then you, from there you can also uh, drop into her website and her, her resources as well. So as you can see, we really do need to account for our own biology when it comes to achieving our goal. I mean, like we don't have to, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Um, so this is why I call this podcast and my program holistic marketing, because when we use an integrative and holistic approach, we work with our humanity and not against it. And when we work with it, it's more sustainable, impactful, and fun even. I mean, we get to do things that feels good to us. Now, coming back to dopamine in marketing, what we need to really understand is that dopamine is a finite resource and it's renewable. So one of the things that I see a lot of coaches struggling with is to stay motivated, you know, after the thrill of discovering mind-blowing transformations that they have through coaching and what it can bring to their lives. And after they've done their certifications and they start getting into a rhythm of trying to sell their services and side note, unfortunately, more often than not quite unsuccessfully, motivation fades. I mean, it really breaks my heart that there are so many skilled coaches that have taken course after course after course and certification after certification, but they don't know how to market it. They don't know how to leverage their own systems of motivation and biochemistry and mindset, a top, bottom up, top down, outside in, like all of those factors to sell their coaching so that more people get help. But that is another story that I'll dive into for another time. Yeah, so coming back to the motivation that fades, there's nothing new happening. There is no dopamine spikes from their work anymore. So a lot of coaches start buffering with learning even more, like listening to a ton of podcasts and scrolling on Instagram to get those dopamine dopamine hits again. And it's like the constant pursuit of like, I'm missing something. There's like I might find this one thing that is going to make it all click, that is going to um, help me start getting clients. 
The good thing about your amazing, mystical, genius body and mind is that you can manage dopamine to sustain motivation. And I've collected a few of the tips that Huberman and others suggests for doing this. First, one of the most fascinating things that Dr. Huberman says about dopamine is that we have a baseline of dopamine and it can spike and drop based on various actions, compounds that we ingest and even our thoughts. So our baseline dopamine levels are influenced by many factors, including genetics, behaviors, sleep, nutrition, and the levels of dopamine that you experienced on the previous days. So it's critically important to maintain sufficient levels of baseline dopamine to sustain a day-to-day -day motivation. So we don't want our baseline to be too low or too high. And the last part there is so interesting. So especially if we're seeing it up against the secret or what Abraham Hicks is all about, you know, those focus on the more you feel something, the more you get of it, the more you create of it. And while there's definitely truth to that, when it comes to motivation and dopamine, the molecule of motivation or the molecule of more, we need to manage it so that it doesn't run too high. And like, just to give you a quick visual of this, if you take drugs, for example, it's proven that um, your dopamines will spike like crazy, but then we get the infamous low afterwards. And that is because you've depleted your dopamine reserves. And that is something that happens on a daily basis as well. Um, if we don't manage our dopamine levels. And I really don't want this to be like, oh, I have to make sure I don't get too excited all the time. Um, but there is some nuance to it that we can use for our benefit if it feels right. And I really want to emphasize the last part because it has to feel good. It has to feel right to you and in integrity to you. Like this is what I'm all about. Like if it's not resonating with you and feels good to you, then don't worry about it because you know best with your body. But as a general rule and as science proves it, if we have really high spikes of dopamine, so for example, if we're playing uh, video games and it's like super exciting and we're like all up in it and dopamine is firing here and there and everywhere, then the next day you might find that you're not feeling too motivated because you've really spent a lot of those dopamine reserves and you haven't yet restored them. But yeah, so here are Huberman's top five tips for managing a healthy baseline of dopamine. So number one, viewing the early morning sunlight for 10 to 30 minutes daily. Don't wear sunglasses for this um, and don't stare at the sun. He says that wearing normal prescription glasses is fine, but this causes the release of dopamine. And if it's done consistently, it will increase the levels of gene expression for certain dopamine receptors. Number two, eat tyrosine rich foods. So for the meat eaters out there, red meat um, or hard fermented cheese is great for vegetarians like myself. I mean, I suppose cheese would go under vegetarian, but for only plant eaters, um, where you'll definitely find a lot of that is nuts, firm tofu, lentils, black beans, pumpkin seeds, and wild rice are, is also a good source. Um, so tyrosine is an amino acid and a building block for dopamine. And a diet rich in tyrosine will sustain your bodily natural dopamine production. 
And keep in mind that these are Huberman's words. These are researchers that are all up in this. Um, it's not my words. It's not something that I'm just saying. Uh, and you can research it for yourself as well. Please do. Number three, avoid melatonin supplements as these can decrease dopamine levels and disrupt your normal sleep patterns. Number four, avoid viewing bright lights between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. And Huberman says that this is essential as it has been shown to activate the brain region called the habenula and drastically reduce the amount of circulating dopamine in your system. So if you must view lights during these times, try to make it really dim. Number five, ingest caffeine <laughs> in the form of coffee or tea or, you know, if there's some other variation of that. This will cause a mild increase in dopamine, but also increase the availability of dopamine receptors. So your body is more sensitive to circulating dopamine. And Huberman also says that he doesn't ingest caffeine after 2 p.m. for the reasons that it stays in the body for a while and you don't want to disrupt your sleep pattern. And I also want to add that Dave Asprey, the quote unquote father of biohacking, recently spoke about instead of doing ice baths or cold showers, apparently it's just as effective to put your face only in ice water. And the reason for that being that most of the nerve receptors are, that are affected by cold exposure is located there. So this is known to increase the baseline dopamine for hours dramatically, which is, I mean, it's great news for me. I hate the thought of jumping on in ice water, especially, I mean, I could, I have done it with a sauna and it's okay, but it's kind of torturing. <laughs> and also like, I don't know, I must, I have to expend a shitload of willpower to get in a cold shower. So I'm very happy to see that only your face can do the same thing. I mean, I live in Norway, which is very cold, can be very cold during winter. And I mean, just going outside can be cold exposure over here. So <laughs> kind of used to it. So I suppose, yeah. Anyways, so how do you manage dopamine peaks? As Dr. Huberman says, success breeds success. And that is true. But if you don't manage the dopamine associated with the pursuit of your wins, your dopamine baseline and dopamine you experience from reaching milestones will diminish over time and you'll feel far less satisfaction from everything. So um, an example that is mentioned in the book, Dopamine, the Molecule of More, is this person that goes to find a bakery with this amazing coffee and croissant. And they're just super excited. One of the reasons is that it's a positive surprise and which really spikes dopamine. This is also why social media is so addictive because we don't know what the next picture is going to be. So surprise is a huge spike for dopamine and positive surprise, obviously. But the thing is, when this person goes back to this bakery every day, the satisfaction is reduced. While yes, it's the same recipe, it's the same croissant, it's the same uh, coffee brew it just diminishes the satisfaction over time because it's now habituated it's nothing like wow like there's no wow factor and so i just want to mention that to get like a better understanding of how dopamine works as well 
And this is why what made me dive into the rabbit hole of dopamine is like I was thinking that if I can really understand dopamine and that like how to leverage the motivation that we feel when we have this hormone active in our bodies and our mind and and our brains, then I would be much more equipped to help my clients to achieve their goals as well. So decreasing levels of dopamine and hence motivation over time is a common problem. And if it wasn't, everyone would probably hit their New Year's resolutions every year and ace every goal that they set for themselves. But my friends, there are ways to overcome and even avoid dopamine depletion altogether. And here are what Huberman discovered through his research. So what he says is that you can leverage the power of dopamine released by reaching milestones to increase ongoing motivations by using randomly or intermittent reward timing, R-I-R-T for short. I don't know how he does this in practice. I am experimenting with it myself. But what Huberman says is that This is the most powerful schedule for dopamine release and staying motivated. So according to Huberman, it works 100% of the time and it's what is used in casinos to take people's money. Like the, the, the key is to celebrate your wins, but not celebrate every win. So to take a look at that, you know, at the casino, you never know when you're going to win. So you're constantly in the pursuit of trying again and trying again and trying again because you don't know when you'll hit jackpot. And when you succeed in reaching a milestones, sometimes enjoy that really, really celebrate that. But other times at random, just keep going. That is what he's suggesting. Um, And Huberman argues that even better is associating the winning with the effort process in itself. So I can't remember if I published the episode on process goals yet, but if you, if I haven't stay tuned because it's gold and it really taps into a lot of what I'm talking about here. So according to Huberman, this is the holy grail of dopamine management for success um, because it won't make you dull or unhappy. It will make everything easier and more pleasurable without the peaks and valleys, more importantly, of dopamine. That external reward-driven people experience and um, you'll obtain the external rewards anyway if you're you know, excited about the process and not just the out, like the outcome. Um, so like you're kind of doing mindset work to get yourself excited about the pursuit of doing instead of the pursuit of uh, receiving at the end after all of the effort is completed. Number two, remember that dopamine is subjective. The brain doesn't know external rewards. Like it only knows the association of events in which internal chemicals, in this case, dopamine is released. So the prefrontal cortex, the executive control portion of your brain, is part of the dopamine pathway and provides subjective top-down control. He calls it a belief effect for motivation levels. So telling yourself that you are moving towards your goals is a huge stimulator for dopamine release and uh, under your control. And This is why I love helping my clients tracking their progress. Um, An example of how this works is what's called a progress bar. And LinkedIn found that when they implemented this indication of how far along people have come in completing their profile, the amount of people who went all the way increased dramatically. 
And so this is something that you can do for yourself as well. Like you can create a progress bar for the amount of posts that you've published or, um, or podcasts that you've created or um, like things that of value that you have created that you planned. And so like that's why um, creating to-do lists and ticking them off, like that is literally spiking dopamine for you. Not like huge bursts, but it feels good, right? Like there's a little like, yes. And that drives motivation forward as well because we want that little hit when we cross that off. Number three, spotlighting. Dopamine interacts with a visual system. And Emily Balkeets, a professor of psychology at the New York University and author of Clearer, Closer, Better, How Successful People See the World. She explains how physically focusing your visual attention on a specific point or spotlight will help maintain focus during a bout of goal work. And when you focus on a particular point, a medley of neurochemicals, dopamine, epinephrine, and others are recruited to put you into a state of readiness and clear focus. And so like, for example, if you are a runner focusing on the goal um, or like focusing on the person in front of you and then running past them is like gives you a little dopamine hit. And once you've achieved that, you uh, set your eyes on the next runner in front of you and then you can run like focus on running past them and then the, over and over again. And you can implement this in your business as well. Um, like having milestones is super helpful and making them visual as well. Number four, don't layer too many sources of dopamine on top of each other. Huberman goes on to say that when we layer too many sources of dopamine, for example, in the case of um, getting fit and you're, for example, doing a pre-workout energy drink, you do like full-on music to pump you up and then you also bring your friends and social connections with you, plus nootropics, also known as smart drugs, like if you like pile all of them on top of each other, it can increase dopamine and our energy and motivate us to work hard towards a goal. But stacking all these dopamine triggering sources can also cause the crash afterwards, ultimately undermining our long-term motivation and continued drive. So the key is to change it up, like one day do full on music, one day, you know, bring your friends along, one day, like just tap into them. This is what got me super excited in how we best utilize this amazing hormone for what we want to create for ourselves and how we stay motivated in our marketing long term. Number five, non-sleep deep rest or NSDR. Huberman explains that when we use up all of our dopamine, it takes exponentially longer to restore than if we use some dopamine and restore it before we are empty or very low in dopamine. So the old push through can be counterproductive. And one practice that he mentions is the non-sleep deep rest, which is getting yourself to a sleep-like state for a short period of time. And it lets the brain rest, quote unquote, intensely. <laughs> 
And this can help you feel restored to take on the rest of your day. And he argues that NSDR is a powerful tool that can allow you to control the relaxation state of your nervous system and your overall state of mind. And he takes advantage of the fact that specific forms of breathing place us into a state of deep relaxation by slowing down our heart rate as well. HRV is something that is super interesting when it comes to this heart rate variability. You might have heard of it. If not, I encourage you to check it out for yourself if you're also into all of this stuff. But yeah, so sleep.com suggests that we can think about NSDR as the Silicon Valley's answer to siesta. And Google CEO Sundar Pichai swears by it, according to an interview with the Wall Street Journals. But it's more like an umbrella to describe the techniques such as hypnosis or yoga nidra, which is a yogic discipline in which an instructor guides you through a calming routine of focus, relaxation, reflection and breathing work while you're laying down. So bottom line is that by having sort of pockets of deep rest during the day, we'll reset our system and hormones so that we can enjoy the benefits that they bring to our well-being, motivation and productivity. And as Dr. Huberman says, by understanding and supporting your dopamine baseline and what spikes dopamine, you can learn to regulate yours for persistent goal-directed motivation. Um, And you don't need to do all of the above. It's just so that you can cherry pick and try what might work for you at various times. And I also want to mention like play with this Because to me, like it makes so much sense that, um, you know, if we go all in and are really focused and we're in in the flow state and really pouring our heart and soul into a project or a content creation, then like making a point of stopping to rest or walk in nature or uh, lie down and just breathe and relax like that will reset us like that makes sense to me um, and you can just play with what feels good to you because now science is confirming that by really doing that you will be better for it for the rest of the day um, and also just adding in a little caveat that if you're scrolling on Instagram while doing that, it's kind of working against its purpose because Instagram creates huge dopamine spikes uh, for the reasons that I explained earlier. Um, But really taking me time and focusing in and just being present in the now and basking in these here and now molecules or hormones, which are, yeah, serotonin, oxytocin, all those. So play with your dog, cuddle with your dog, (laughs) get a hug, uh, be out in the sunshine, uh, breathe some fresh air, move your body, or just really sit down and and feel into your body can be super helpful. So after I got familiar with the concept of dopamine and it being a finite resource during the course of a day, I have become a lot more intentional about how much stimuli I allow to enter my space. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term cognitive overload. It's one expression that UXers or user experiences that are like they're designers for websites and stuff and how people use websites. So cognitive overload is essentially when you're getting too much stimuli at once and you're using up all of your focus, (laughs) basically. Um, So yeah, just limit your input, your cognitive load 
and that will also allow you to be better at producing more content as well. Yeah, but especially before I create my own content, I make sure that I don't get too much stimuli. Um, I used to jump out of bed and listen to maybe like two podcast episodes and then I was trying to like start to create content. And while I sometimes got inspired, it was kind of like a little bit like I sounded like someone else a little bit. I regurgitated something that I've just learned, which can be good, but I mean, it wasn't original uh, and it wasn't like necessarily pouring out of me so I mean you can experiment with this for yourself as well it's just good to know the science behind it and why things works the way they do um, but yeah so instead of jumping straight into listening to a podcast in my morning walk um, or lunch walk with my dog I try to walk in silence or so being very present and I have really experienced notable increases in ideas coming to me and content content pouring out of me so i invite you to play with this as well and see how much more motivated and consistent that you get from implementing this into your own life another thing that you can do if you're feeling a little bit flat move your body that always works dance do something that that you enjoy and then get into creating content and and also create content in a way that excites you as well like Again, leaning into that dopamine. How can you leverage dopamine um, to get to the result you want by doing it in a way that you love doing it? <laughs> so don't do something just because you're told to. Do something because it feels good to you. All right, that's all for today. And if you enjoyed what I brought to you in this episode, I would be so grateful if you would rate my podcast or write a short review or you can also share it in a um, Instagram story and tag me. That would also be amazing. But yeah, until next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina Thomason Coaching. If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box, in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week.